The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. How the hell is everybody today on this glorious day? Question mark, question mark, question mark. I am going to start my podcast off today with a quote, and the quote is, take care of your body. It's the only place that you have to live in, which is so true, right? And today, I am going to be talking to you guys, well, really... I'm going to be divulging to you guys some of my dirty little secrets. And today's podcast is going to be all about how one of the top trainers in the world went from gaining 60 pounds and then losing 60 pounds. And we're going to be talking about uh, one of the six deal makers and breakers. I always like to talk about that just to keep you guys up to speed. And remember, every time that we have this ambitious podcast, we're going to be talking about one of these and then rotating them, right? So one is wealth, abundance, money, mindset, and investing. Two is health, nutrition, and overall wellness, which is what we're going to be talking about today. And number three is feelings and emotions and fierce boundaries. Number four is relationships, the good, the bad, and the toxic. Number five, your environment. Are you Pinterest perfect or are you an episode of hoarders? And last but not least, number six, non-negotiable spiritual practices. So let's get right into the nitty gritty of this. So because there's a lot of information that goes with this, and obviously I want to make you guys chuckle on your way to wherever you're going right now or doing whatever you're doing, whether it's at the gym or uh, touching yourself in bed, whatever you feel, whatever you're doing, I just want to be with you. So the background is my entire life was about what I looked like, and that's how other people judged me, and that's ultimately how I judged myself. And I gained my weight after I got married. Now, I'm not blaming my poor husband. God bless you. You're a saint. I'm not blaming him. But uh, after I got married in 2014, I really started to devalue myself because my entire identity was put into this meat puppet suit, right? Which is not even who we truly are. This is just the little meat-coated skeleton that we're riding around on this thing called Earth in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy, in the middle of the universe, wherever the fuck we are. Oh my God, I'm starting to freak myself out. Okay, I'm gonna change the subject. Okay, so the problem is, is that so many people are walking around on this three-dimensional Earth plane depressed because they're so wrapped up in their physical body instead of like going on the inside and really working on the inside, right? Because it's an inside job, remember guys? And these feelings of worthlessness that we have because we put so much emphasis on what we look like and how we're viewed by others and not our own happiness. And we think about ourselves and this is the problem. 
So I started gaining weight after my reality TV show, Wicked Fit Wrapped, mostly because I personally, now I can like really look back at it and I was definitely going through like a little depression. I had this huge international television show. I was on Dr. Oz. I was being quoted by Oprah. I was traveling all over the world and then all of a sudden it kind of just like stopped and I had wanted to do all of these things. Still, I ended up doing it because I'm a tenacious, ambitious woman. So I did it on my own, but I definitely got really super depressed after my television show wrapped. And then of course I'm Portuguese, as you all know, I have a Portuguese bake oven at my house that gets a lot of use. Okay, a lot of quijadas, a lot of sweets, not anymore, but back in the day. And remember, like food fixes everything. That's how I was raised, right? You're sad, you eat. You're happy, you eat. You do bad on a test, you get McDonald's. You do good on a test, you get McDonald's. Like whatever, right? This is how it went. And when I was feeling sad or depressed or anxiety, I ate. That's what I did, okay? I mean, I'm sure my husband would have loved if I was more of a sex addict, like when I got depressed and anxiety, I'm sure he would have loved that. But I instead turned to food. <laughs> and so when I got married, it got worse because I finally found someone who really loved me truly for who I was and not like the pageant girl and the reality television star and all the things that, you know, society had kind of put a label on me as. And I'm not complaining because I love that my husband loves me. But the problem is that can be a slippery slope for someone like me because my whole life I was so judged on what I looked like. And then when someone's like telling you when you're, you know, putting on weight, like you're beautiful just the way you are, like women would just kill for that, right? But the problem is I really started to believe it and I know that you're telling the truth. I'm looking at him right now, staring back at me. He's probably like, I'm going to kill this fucking bitch. <laughs> but it's true, right? So it can be a slippery slope. And I just stopped working out. And then um, I had a really bad car accident in 2004. And it was just like the, the perfect storm. Like my back was jacked up. I didn't want to work out. I was like, just got married. I was like eating and cooking and w drinking wine and like going to home goods and all that freaking shit that newlywed women do. And I didn't really care about much else. And you know, like Fat Bastard says in Austin Powers, I eat cause I'm fat and I'm fat cause I ate. It's a vicious cycle. That was like the worst Scottish accent ever. I'm trying, guys. I have to go back, I have to go back to see my uh, mentor at Boston Casting. And one day I woke up and I was 230 pounds. And I did not even know the woman staring back in the mirror at me because my whole life was like six-pack abs, three hours a day in the gym, um, egg whites, asparagus, like counting and weighing everything that went into my mouth. And I went from like one end of the spectrum to the total opposite end of the spectrum. And, um, you know, even when I started to try to go back to like my old pageant diet, it just like did not work. My old pageant diet was like, bitch, you have rode me like the baloney pony into the sunset way too many times. It's not working for you. My metabolism changed. It was just a bad situation. So, here's a crazy story. I, st I just broke down and I was like, okay, maybe I need to hire a coach like me. And I ended up going to a naturopath. And the truth was, is that, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. She was just using me for my money. And all I was doing was getting my ass sucked out like three times a week with colonics, which made me feel skinny for like an hour. And then I would just put more food in my mouth and fill my asshole up again. And I was sitting in a room with a bunch of people who had like stage four cancer, getting IVs and shit and paying like thousands of dollars for all these supplements. 
And I'll never forget, I was sitting in her, in her room where she was giving all these people IVs. And I was like, I'm fucking healthy. I don't have cancer. I don't have fucking terminal illness. What the hell am I doing here? This is crazy. This is neurotic. This is it. I'm like, you are Katie motherfucking Boyd. Get your head out of your ass. Pull some shit together. And... <laughs> I, it went against everything I had ever learned in my nutrition classes. You know, I have a master's degree in nutrition and I started keto and intermittent fasting. And this has been going on, you know, since Hippocrates was around who said, you know, he was the father of let thy food be thy medicine and let thy medicine be thy food. So a little bit about keto. I'm not going to get like super scientific today because I'm going to leave that to like Leanne Vogel and other podcasts that like really want to get into that. This is just about my journey and hopefully it will help someone listening. So keto is actually a high fat, moderate protein and uh, a low carbohydrate diet. So a lot of people think it's like the Atkins diet, which is totally not, which is very high fat, high protein. This is high fat, moderate protein, and low carbohydrate. And it was invented actually thousands of years ago, but it really came mainstream um, in the, uh, in like 1920s, 1930s. And it was actually used for children who had severe epilepsy because it would help control the way that their synapses were firing. And just so you guys know, the keto macro breakdown is usually around like, so 20% of your daily intake is protein. And then depending on where you're at with your fat, about 60 to 70% of your macronutrients are fat. And then five to 10 percent are carbs and they come in the form of like blueberries, raspberries, or like, you know, greens like asparagus and spinach and, and lettuce and things like that. So that's kind of keto in a nutshell. Um, if you're a keto doctor, or you're a keto fanatic and you want to email me and talk shit to me, like saying, I don't know what I'm talking about. Suck my nuts because I told you I'm not getting into the scientific part of keto. This is about my journey. And I want to talk to you guys really about what I eat in a week and like what I do and like how I got from being 60 pounds overweight to, you know, where I'm at now. So a week in the life of Katie motherfucking Boyd, what she puts down this gullet of hers. So what I do is five days a week, I do what's called intermittent fasting. So I get up in the morning, I have black coffee with a little bit of stevia, tea, water, soda water all day long until about like one or two in the afternoon. And what I do is I eat in a six to eight hour window. So if I break my fast at two o'clock in the afternoon, I will eat from like two in the afternoon to like eight at night or 10 at night, depending on like what my work day looks like. And usually between that um, six to eight hour window, I'll have like two meals and maybe like a snack. So at two o'clock, I might break my fast with a couple of fried eggs, half avocado and some bacon, all grass fed and organic or I might have like a beautiful salad. I actually posted one on my newsletter today. It's called uh, the In-N-Out Burger Salad. Oh my God, In-N-Out Burger makes me cream in my pants and there's none around here. So I recreate my In-N-Out Burger Salad. Um, it's just so delicious. It has that animal sauce on it. Oh my God, I'm getting like, this chair that I'm sitting in right now is just dripping. I mean, it's just dripping. Uh, and then what I'll do is around like four o'clock in the afternoon, I will either have like a keto shake from Ancient Nutrition with like two cups of unsweetened coconut milk, or I'll have like a string cheese and some macadamia nuts or like some pepperoni and some like moon cheese or cheese wisps or something like that. And then at night, um, I will have like last night I had... Um, butcher box, gra grass-fed organic chicken drumsticks, and I had that with a caprese salad. 
It was so bomb. So I will do that five days a week. So intermittent fasting and then eating in a six to eight hour window. And then one day a week, I will do a full 24 hour fast. Don't get afraid. Don't get afraid. It's a good thing. It's actually um, so amazing. People think like, you, you, you don't want to eat for 24 hours? Oh my God, you're going to die. I'm like, dude, listen, this is the way our bodies want to be. The problem is, is with the way that people eat in this day and age, they're like, I have to eat six times a day. And then what's happening is their body is always digesting and assimilating food. And it never shuts your digestive system down to give it a break so that your body can actually do its thing, which is called autophagy. And it will go through your entire um, system and it will scan your body for dead, dying, compromised cells, eat those cells as fuel and excrete them as waste. So that's why a lot of people um, nowadays who have cancer, a lot of these doctors that they're going to will put them on like fasting protocols and it shrinks their tumors. And I'm not saying I'm a doctor, so don't freaking email me. I will seriously slap the shit out of you, but I'm not a violent person. I'm a loving person. I mean that in the most spiritual way possible. But... I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to cure cancer. I'm just saying that this is what people are doing. This is what um, the research is showing. So I do a t- full 24-hour fast. Same thing. Wake up, black coffee, tea, soda water, water. And I will just make sure that on my 24-hour fast day that it's a day where I have a lot going on. So I'm not thinking about putting things in my mouth. My husband would love that. Um, and then later on at night, I will break my fast with dinner. Oh, you guys like the dick jokes, huh? All right, I'll come up with some more. I'll start writing some some good stuff. And um, then one day a week, I either cheat, which I don't really do a lot, even though I deep-throated baguettes all weekend and I gained like 16 pounds like in two days, but that's like a whole other podcast or another day. Um, So sometimes I do cheat. And the problem is, is when I cheat, like it tastes so good, but then you just feel like cock-a-poo-poo the next day. It's just like not worth it. So one day a week, I'll do um, like a full day of eating. Like I'll get up, I'll have breakfast, I'll have snack, I'll have lunch, I'll have another snack, and then I'll have dinner, which is how I used to eat when I was getting ready for my pageants. So I'm like, my body actually is used to that. And then as far as training goes, I usually train five days a week. And I train totally different than the way I used to train when I was competing in pageants. When I was competing in pageants, I would literally put on like one of those like wrestling sweatsuits and I would like go on the treadmill and I would just sob. And this poor little, God help him, this poor little old man would walk next to me on the treadmill and he would like see me coming and he would just like press the fucking stop button so quick as he's like, oh my God, this psychopath is coming to walk on the treadmill and sob next to me because I was just so depressed that I had to like do that kind of stuff to my body to like make my body look a certain way. Let's just be honest my body does not want to be, ever be a size zero. And from like 1999 to like 2005, I was a size zero and I was 18% body fat. That's crazy. Um, so I'm not saying that that's the way to train. And I do not train my girls like that. I actually train in a totally different way now. So now it's more like old lady Katie. Like I'm just going to try to get 10,000 steps in a day and I'm going to feel good about myself. And I, I, maybe I'll do some yoga with my girls at the gym, or maybe I will go out and like pull weeds for a couple hours, or I'll clean like the good Portuguese girl that I am. Like, I know that that sounds like that's not really a workout, but if you're constantly moving, your body is burning calories, right? So, you know, if I fall off the wagon, which I have been known to fall off the wagon, everybody who's anybody on keto 
anyone in this room who's done keto can attest to this. There's just those days where everyone's just eating fucking ice cream and it's hot and you're just like, I am going to go down on that cone. And you don't care. You'll steal it from a four-year-old. You'll just be like, give me that thing. Fuck off. You don't care. You don't care if they're crying. You don't give a shit because you're like, you're like honed into onto that freaking <laughs> mint chocolate chip. You know, it's like calling your name. And there's going to be days where you fall off the wagon. But the great part about keto is when you fall off the wagon, you can get right back on. That is what's so, so, so beautiful about keto. And what's also really great because I've been having so many people email me about keto and, um, Women's Health Magazine just did an article on me and Delish just did an article on me about um, how I went from being a vegan to keto, which some people were talking shit, but you know what? I'm famous. Suck it. Um, <laughs> so many people have been emailing me about doing some kind of keto seminar, and I actually chose a date today. So I'm going to be doing a two-hour keto seminar. It's $99 per person, and it's going to be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Saturday, September 29th. So if you guys uh, want to come up to Katie Boyd's Misfit Club in Hudson, New Hampshire, and you guys want to come up and take some yoga and then stay for the keto seminar, um, I will have more details coming out on social media, on my free newsletter, uh, and on all those good platforms that you see me on. So if you are interested in getting your life on track, please go to www. Was that three W's? www? www.kbmfc.com and sign up for my free newsletter and you will be entered for a chance to win a $200 keto starter kit from Ancient Nutrition. And with that, every week I always send out an awesome keto recipe that people just like cream their pants over. It's delicious. Um, on Fridays, I send out free fitness Fridays, which are awesome and amazing workout videos done by yours truly and meal plans and recipes and all that good stuff. And you know, if you have any further questions about keto, please email me at the misfit club. That's double S misfit club at gmail.com. And last but not least, I don't run any ads on this podcast. All I ask is if you come on and you enjoy it and you get value from this, like I always talk about each one, teach one. So if you get value from this, please share, uh, tag me on your Instagram story, on your Facebook, uh, share this podcast with someone. And if you haven't already, go to iTunes or whatever platform that you're using to listen to this podcast and give us a five-star review. And I would love a little bit of a write-up because, you know, I love to just lay in bed at night under the covers, touch myself lightly, and read all of my amazing, <laughs> ambitious reviews. It's kind of my thing. My husband just, you know, walks in on me and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just reading my reviews again. Here I am. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining uh, today. It means so much to me that you come out here and you take time to listen to this ambitious podcast. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. Woo! The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.